That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to a Black Friday uh, late week edition of the Ghost Goal Podcast. We just wanted to jump on after the very, very recent news of Unai Emery's sacking at Arsenal. Honestly, thank God we didn't release a pod a little bit earlier. I think we usually record around Wednesday, maybe the latest Thursday, but, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, we're all kind of busy with our own schedules. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. It's Alex and Javier here. Yeah. Uh, I always forget to introduce yeah, us. Yeah, you did. You I forgot. Always, That's right. I, got I always it. just jump into a little intro of like, hey, this is, hey why what's we're, up, guys? this is why we're recording when we're recording. But yeah, Alex here with Javier. Andrew's off today. Uh, the man's got to work. We all, we all had busy uh, holiday week schedules. Uh, so, but we had to jump on to talk about Unai Emery's sacking at Arsenal and a couple of the Premier League games that are coming. Yeah, it's up why this, this pod's coming late. You know, it's we we, we knew this, something was coming. It's, Better late had, than never. Yeah, Better we had to wait for never. the Frankfurt result. And now, you know, you, you, we, if we had just done the pod on Thursday or Wednesday, it, it would have been meaningless basically coming into this week because it would have been. Uh, this changes the landscape of things. Yeah, um, I mean, well, let's start with that. That Arsenal Norwich yeah. game is until Sunday morning at 9 a.m. But we'll we'll start off with that. Uh, of course, Emery sacked Friday morning or Friday afternoon in in England uh, after a two one loss to Eintracht Frankfurt at home in the Europa League uh, last night. I was cheering the goals as they went in. I was watching. I was having Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving like <laughs> late lunch with my family, and like when we scored, I was just like, God. Ah, like why? Why do we have to go up one zero? And then when they scored, I was happy. When they equalized, I was happy. And when they scored their uh, the the, the go ahead goal, I, I knew that at that point they were winning the game. I knew the players wouldn't put in like an effort to uh, to come back not. from that point. No, and then they I think they knew that if they lost that game, then it, he was getting the axe. Um, for Unai, I mean it 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 was it was even telling in that game that Unai uh, had to bring off two different players in the first half and change the formation twice in the first half um, against Frankfurt at home. And in the last well, few one games, was for an injury. Yeah, one was for an injury, but it, it's just it's telling that in the last you know uh, four or five games he's changed the formation twenty different times, has not even had close to the same starting eleven, and has had no consistency whatsoever. We haven't won a game in seven games. It's been oh no, now eight. Uh, it's been five draws and three losses. Um, in that span. Uh, the, our last win was uh, Victoria Guimaraes in the Europa League. In which you trailed twice. Uh, which we trailed twice. And then Pe- Nico Pepe came on, scored two free kicks, and has not started a game since then. Has barely played since then at all, which a lot of Arsenal fans have been crying about, but crying about a lot of things this season. Mesudozio has been playing a lot. Unai seems to have died on that sword. Started playing uh, Messi Ozil and the team went got even worse and now he's fired. It's the poison chalice. You really? Know, you, yeah. He, you go he, all in on he, him and you get yourself you fired. You do. And I, and I think if he had maybe just kept him frozen out of the team, who knows if the results would have gone this way. But I think Unai, um, last season he did decently well getting the team to the final. You know, almost we should have gotten top four, which would have probably given him more time this year for sure. You know, I think it was it was a catalyst of having so much opportunity to get Champions League and not doing it, which which probably should have led to him being dismissed at the end of last season. 
Um, it's, you could say that these last three months have been wasted, but I'm glad that we're getting this firing done now because any more time in the job, like there were rumors of him staying until the West Ham game and that would have just been catastrophic to give him two or three more games. I'm happy that we've been able to, how, how many, how many more games is that? Like, or what, when it, would, it would have been, game? it would have been three more games. It would have been two more Premier League games and like, a, I think another cup game, like an FA cup game. And at this point it was like, you're not going to save your job. You know what I mean? We've seen enough. It's been enough of a body of work that... Uh, right. And also, a little thing I want to add, uh, and I know this has been uh, seen as like a criticism of Unite, that he has been making so many changes to the formation. You can view that as he's trying to figure it out, but you can also view it as he's tried everything. Like, right. He's tried uh, like every combination he's of players and He's not pulling anything out of the hat and, anymore. Exactly. He's had players come back from injury and still nothing's improved. We've had a full full health squad these last few it's, weeks. It's time. Like it probably was time after like the Sheffield loss, I would have said. Like obviously Sheffield are I very think, good, but like you should be at least drawing that I think he that was game. given enough time for his players to like be given time to implement his philosophy this year for the new players to mesh in the squad to get their fitness. He had everyone back, and he's been he's had it in all these players back in what was supposed to be our easy run of the season. And completely this is, dropped this the is, ball. Yeah. This is the this is supposed to be the time where we've been we were supposed to be picking up win after win during this run, and we've been we haven't been getting any wins. It only gets harder from here for the rest of the season. So, you know, we really needed a change. I'm glad it's happening now. Still in the middle of the kind of this easy run. We still have another month of like kind of easy games before the end of December, where we actually have hard games coming up into January. So from Chelsea, um, right around New Year. It's it's. A good time to make a change. I'm glad it's happened. Freddie Lundberg's coming in as caretaker manager. You know, I I, I, I don't know how good he'll be. I'm sure there'll be a small boost. I'm sure the players will be. Uh, I mean, you're hoping for addition by subtraction. Right. You're hoping for, like, because it seemed like Unai was attempting to throw a lot of, uh, like, tactical advice to try and help the team. But it seemed like it was kind of, like, information overload. Like, there was confusion about what the players were going to be doing. Anytime you get a case of that in any club, uh, big or small... When you have a guy come in, that it doesn't necessarily matter how experienced he is. It just matters that he tries to simplify things as much as possible and give the players that have been struggling the most like the least to think about and just start playing naturally. Like you can kind of say there's like elements of that with what Mourinho is doing in these first two games with Tottenham, where he just simplified a, a base of d- defensively and allowed the front four to just go and play off instinct. You could see Arsenal bouncing back in this Norwich away game. Uh, Norwich, you know, they've came out and had a win at Everton last time. Their hope, their first home win or away win of the season. So they're not exactly on a great run of form because they hadn't won in like ten right. games before that. No, but- I'm. Uh, I I was going to call for my my bet of the week was going to be Norwich Arsenal draw at plus three hundred twenty three twenty. I think the the odds like went up. I, th- yeah. I have it at plus three hundred, but I think it's now plus three twenty. And I think you can boost it with a, a both to score because. Yeah, I still don't think Arsenal are keeping a clean sheet. No, I don't think we're keeping a clean sheet. um, But I do think that getting Unai out the day before the game or a couple of days before the game might actually have some small effect. Um, We might get a a boost. So I'm going to say like a narrow two on Arsenal win, which is being hopeful, I think. But like I said, I'd bet for a draw because that's probably the most likely result. uh, You're going to keep the bet for the draw, but then you're going to pick an Arsenal win? Yeah. You can understand why people would... Not trust either of those if you're like probably, I, <laughs> probably. I mean, I just like the I just like the plus three hundred. I don't like uh, those smaller bets that like that are like plus one twenty, one forty. I mean, those are much safer bets. Obviously, 
these are bets that you'd put five dollars on, and yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that much about it or, or feel that bad if you lost. But if you win, you make a lot of money. So it's I mean it's really hard to predict what's going to happen with Arsenal right now. You we don't know what like Freddie's going to line up with. I I think he's going to have like an Aubameyang Pepe lock up front three because. And I don't think he's going to play Ozil. I feel like That's he doesn't. My, that was my next question. I feel like he doesn't have like the Ozil at all in him. So well, he, um, he I think no, we'll see like a no hardworking team. I think we'll see a mostly defensive team. And I don't know. I, I will. I'm curious to see what what we look like without Unai at the helm because I think a lot of the players are being shackled by him. And yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll go and get a great result. Maybe we'll bang in three or four goals, and, I mean, it's always and possible everyone will just be like, "What the hell just happened?" Norwich's you know, defense, exactly. Norwich, Norwich can. Have this some could be the game to give us, you know, a little bit of a flip, and and uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? They've they've conceded a lot of goals at their stadium. They score goals, but. So in summary, Javier is back on his bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Arsenal I'm are back, back, boys. It was all Unai's fault. It was none of the players' fault. They're all going to be amazing now. Uh, no. But <laughs> that leads us into a couple of the uh, Saturday games. 10 a.m., a pretty good time slot. We've got uh, Liverpool-Brighton uh, at 10 a.m. You'd assume Liverpool would win that. But I, I think to bet is going to be, uh, if you're looking to bet on it, you're trying to gauge like what the scoreline is going to be. It could be a fun game. I would be, yeah, I mean, I would think Liverpool should win comfortably, but, like, but they haven't been It's like suicide coming. for Graham Potter to go like an attack there, right? Like, Yeah, uh, it's, it's one of those games that's probably that what he's like going to do. Like a three Graham run. Potter just got a new deal uh, renewed till t- 2026 at Brighton. So they, he's got like Did a seven-year deal, yeah. So, wow, good for him. Yeah, I think they... Uh, that's that's, what, that's to, a commitment. Yeah, they're looking <laughs> to have him there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, good for them. He's like, I, I, I'm sure if he had done well this season at Brighton, gotten the mid-table and they hadn't signed him to that deal, he would have been poached by... By some other, some bigger, other club. bigger Premier League club. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's good for them. But uh, I don't think it will lead to any kind of uh, positive result at Anfield. Even though the main thing I wanted to hit on is that Liverpool have continued to not really impress uh, recently. Like, they obviously come back against Crystal Palace and then they draw with Napoli in midweek. But it's all it all seems like kind of a struggle for them. And I, like, I'm, I'm wondering uh, whether it's like a fatigue issue. Uh, with them already this season and just their players just playing so many games at such like a high intensity. But I, 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 the reason I would like withhold try, picking Liverpool to win like three or four nil in this is because we haven't really seen it that much this season. And as bad as Brighton can be away, I feel like they can hold their own and maybe get like, like lose two nil or something. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, but not a... that's one of the 10 a.m. games, but probably uh, the more interesting yeah. ones are going to be uh, we'll start with Tottenham Bournemouth because uh, plenty to talk about with Tottenham and Mourinho, obviously. Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, Andrew actually has a uh, his bet of the week is the Spurs result and both to score at plus 160. I kind of like that one. I think I think yeah, Tottenham I mean, are so leaky at the back and Mourinho kind of has them playing a little bit more attacking. All right, 3-2 and 4-2 so far for right. their results. They went so, behind two against uh, Olympiacos at home the other day. Offensively, they definitely look a lot better under uh, Mourinho right now and you know, I don't know. I don't I kind of I'm a little bit scared of what he can do with this team once he actually molds them defensively to what he likes cuz you know that he's going to get it, get like with these players at some point in this season he'll get it right defensively and it looks like offensively they're starting to click again and they just needed that breath of fresh air that he's brought which is what I'm kind of hoping could happen at Arsenal offensively. It's like just getting like new ideas and new like formations and just instructions tactically into Anything a team. Anything but the status quo. Exactly. Just... can just like open players up and just suddenly a new vein of form can arrive. Um, that's why people are looking at, you know, Son and Kane and Mora again and Ali and 
you know, every, this, every, suddenly these players aren't shit anymore like they were under Pochettino. I was going to say, Ali's season. the one that seems to have improved the most. Yeah. And uh, Ali's, uh, Ali seems to be like a centerpiece. Dyer as Just well. personally, have you given Ali any consideration in fantasy? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did? I just like looked at him. He's <laughs> 8.5 mil. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because Ericsson came on the other day uh, against Olympiacos and played well and had, I think, the assist for the, the go-ahead goal or maybe the equalizing goal that Kane scored. Um, so I, I wouldn't say he's completely out of the fold, but if you're looking at the two of them, Ericsson's the one who's like more likely to leave soon, and Ali just signed a new deal. So it makes sense for Mourinho to like empower Ali and Kane and Son and these players who have committed their future to Tottenham because he knows they're the ones who've made the decision recently. Like I want to stay and be a part of this. So I, I, I agree, it should be uh, a win for Tottenham. And I don't totally trust Bournemouth, uh, even with how good they've been this season, which they, it's been kind of not really talked about enough, how just solid and consistent they've been. It seems like they've kind of sorted out a lot of their uh, problems yeah, at the defensively, back. Defensively, they've last been very, very good. I think getting Billing in the midfield is, and like that Billing, Billing and Lerma. Lerma. Yeah, it's a, that Billing it's a Lerma nice Lerma midfield, midfield is a very nice pivot midfield. Uh, defensively, probably one of the if better anything, ones they, in the They Premier probably League. need to figure some things out offensively, which you don't really They have really good offensive players. They're good offensive players. Like players like Frazier and King aren't, aren't exactly firing on all cylinders, especially Frazier this year, who's been really disappointing. It's a threat for Tottenham, uh, for sure. Like, it's not going to be an easy home win. It's going to be a tough game, but I, I think they pull it out. Yeah, uh, so do I. And I was going to say, this is kind of like the perfect start for Mourinho. Yeah. And you could, you, you, we saw it coming with the fixture list. And not like, too now easy, they have, not too tough. Yeah, and now they have United away, um, which if they win that game, you have to think that this team's going to have a lot of momentum going into the rest of the season because... The players will bought in at that point. They'll right. be in to Mourinho, and that's what you need to ha- to be have like a dangerous Mourinho team is the players like behind the manager, believing his ideas. Um, and every time that he's gotten the players to do that, it's been a success. And I have yet to see really um, even at the even at United he reached success. Like he won them trophies. Yeah, the first he two seasons. Sure. Right, the first two seasons you saw improvement in the team. Obviously, the third season went to shit, but that's we've seen that at Mourinho everywhere he's been. The clock is ticking, right? Tottenham. You've exactly. Got, you've, you've got, got two, three years, you, guys. You've got two years, and then the third year, right. you've got to pray. <laughs> right. But like the first two years could be very good, and I don't know if we can start the clock at two years now. Maybe give him to the end of this year, and then a couple more years. So. This is a fir- full season. This is a first full season. I, I'm so? counting okay. this as a full season of Mourinho. Right. Like, there's more than half the season left. But there's a bunch of, of games. There's a bunch his. of games around Christmas time. He might want a bunch of these players out, and we'll see in the summer. So yeah. Uh, so uh, the other 10 a.m. game, which uh, I'll definitely be watching Saturday morning, is Chelsea hosting West Ham at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea picked up a point in Valencia in the Champions League on Wednesday. One of the, probably the craziest game of oh, Wednesday. It was an awesome game. Great yeah. game. Uh, for neutral, not for, for my sure. not for my heart rate, but a great game for the neutral. And I I, I, could, I could see why people uh, were drawn to that one. Uh, but critically, uh, Tammy Abraham picked up a hip injury in that game, so he's not going to be available for West Ham. I just heard Frank say it in the press conference this morning. So that's probably the other good reason to not record a little bit earlier, but I'm still quietly confident. I'm not confident it's going to be just sort of like a brush, the brushing aside that I thought it would be if you asked me last week, uh, now that Tammy's out, because he does seem to find a lot more uh, fortune against these like kinda, these bad defensive I'm teams. I'm kind of interested in the, the, the Mishi Pulisic start, though. Yeah, they, they have good chemistry. Connection. Like I have hope for that because they, they, they understand how to together. play and move together and, and, and link up well. So I, I think we will have enough. There's some interesting selection questions. We've seen Mason Mount left out in the last two games for the the more experienced midfield of Kovacic, Strugino, and Kante. I think he'll he might start in the front three. He, he no, because Paul Sick and William. 
Oh right. He's just going yeah. with those two, and you can't you can't sit out William. I mean, I I would argue you could sit out William, but uh, and move and move right Polisic now, over yeah, to the right, not. and then play Mason Mount off the left. But if he doesn't do that, I wouldn't blame him either. We still need a good mix of like youth and experience. So I'm confident West Ham obviously haven't sacked Pellegrini. I'm very that, that's what I'm thankful for this year. The West Ham didn't go like Tottenham and Arsenal and fire their manager too soon. They've been pretty dreadful so far. In right. Run, so hopefully so. that bad form continues. Yeah, They've got, I think it they, will. they make at least three glaring errors at the back that allow their opponents like great chances to score a game. And you're just automatically getting that against them. Right. So yeah, I'm, uh, that's part of the bets of the week. What were you thinking for the for the score? Uh, at first, I thought three one Chelsea, but then being Tammy out, I think it's, it's going to be a close game too. I'm going to say two one Chelsea over West Ham. Watch Mishi Batshuayi in this game, people. Just watch him. Watch his movement. Watch him in his decision making. Uh, another Reese James start in the Premier League. Possibly? I hope so. He's a great offensive weapon, and he hasn't had a this bad seems game. Like he hasn't a, had a bad at game at home yet. against West Ham. I think this might be another start for him. Yeah, pretty Play exciting. Quite that'll, be, left uh, back. that'll be pretty exciting to see. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm hyped for it. Rudiger might be back. He's back in training and injury free. So yeah, I'm 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 optimistic. And then midweek we have Villa at home. So two games against like relegation struggling. Maybe not Villa, but sort of that end of the table teams. We should get six points out of this and just bounce back from the Man City uh, loss. Hopefully, but you never know with a young team. So uh, that'll move us on. Uh, just to hit on the early game on Saturday, Manchester City will go up to Newcastle, a ground that they lost one of their three games at last season. 2-1, it was kind of a, a shock result in that there were two goals in the last 10 minutes, including a penalty for Newcastle to win Yeah, it was kind of crazy it. for Newcastle to win that. Kind of fluky, but at the same yeah. time, they're always a threat at home to just have a good defensive performance and nick a goal on the on a set piece. They haven't been that bad under Steve Bruce this year. I still pick them to get relegated, but they're, they're definitely going to be in it till the end of the season. And yeah, they've been pretty good against the top six teams so far this year. So I, I expect home. them to... At home. at home, yeah. I expect them to still give... Uh, a little bit of issue for Manchester City, but I'm sure Manchester City will have learned their lessons from last year and will approach the game in like a more maybe swashbuckling manner than they did last year. They were a bit cautious. And yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus starting, uh, Aguero's injured for this game. I think he's um, injured until like the middle of December. I think, you'll, I think you'll see Raheem Sterling and uh, Kevin De Bruyne have, having more influence on this game. And Sterling's just been crying to get two or three goals in, in, in games. He's still been playing well. He just hasn't been scoring. And uh, you got to think one of these games, he's going to be, he's going to just bang in a couple of goals. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think Man City win this. Uh, I think they probably even get a clean sheet too. I'm, I'm going to say like two nil. That's what I was like thinking. Yeah, yeah. Two nil is probably a, a good result, but moving on to Sunday, I know we hit on the Norwich Arsenal game, but a little bit later on Sunday, uh, Leicester will host Everton, which is actually going to be my bet of the week. The Leicester plus two twenty to win and both to score. The, the big question here isn't whether Leicester can win. It's whether Everton can get a goal, which I think they can. I think It's kind of crazy that we just like, assume Leicester are going to blow teams away now yeah, at home. especially at home. And, th- and this is a team and that's that why I think, And that's why I think they're like the third best team in the league because we just assume now that they're, if you're not a top six side and you're at home to Leicester, you're going to lose, basically. It's kind of our assumption right now. Any team going away to Leicester and pretty much Leicester away from home has been pretty impeccable so far in this, yeah, in this run. Yeah, they've been pretty good away from home too. So like right now, Leicester's a team that we're only looking at them dropping points against all their top six sides right now, really. 
Pretty much. And um, even then, you're giving them a chance. Like, they should have gotten right. a draw at Liverpool. So, I'm, I'm like... They did get a draw at Chelsea. Right they, yeah, they're, they're doing well. Jamie they're, Vardy scored in six straight Premier League games, uh, going, going for, for his, seven. Going for his own record. Going for his own record again. <laughs> um, the guy has 12 Premier League goals already, and it's not December. It's... I mean, I know that he, this is, he, he can't keep this up all year, but yeah, he can. definitely could get the golden sure boot this could. year. Yeah, yeah. He, he could keep this up all year. I mean, I don't like know about... 25, 28 goals maybe? I would say like low to mid-20s. Like 25, yeah, I would probably go on that. Uh, be, that might be an interesting one to look at, like what yeah, the odds are for really, him to get uh, over a certain amount of goals this season. It would be pretty crazy for uh, for Vardy to do that at the age of 33 or 32, I think. 32, um, yeah. He, but yeah, I'm, I'm sticking to anytime Leicester at home on plus money. I, it, the, the bet is yeah. the bet is will Leicester concede a goal, which we I have, think uh, Everton are kind of they're kind of good enough to nick a set piece or something. Yerry Mina just towers over his. I don't know. I, I can see it happening. So I'm, I would Leicester say three one. Really Leicester. good defensively though. So I mean, we're saying three one Leicester, but I it would not surprise me if they just go two 0 here. Yeah, and, uh, I, I can they, see that's that been their like consistent score line this year. And defensively, they've been monstrous with Sayana Chu. Um, I think Johnny Evans might be a doubt for this game. So if they don't have Johnny Evans, that could be it could be uh, a reason why they score a goal. Exactly, they exactly. Goal, so. They're not at full strength. Right. Uh, that'll move us to Manchester United and Aston Villa. What the other eleven thirty a.m. game on Sunday? Uh, Villa in a pretty good nick of form right now. They're kind of separating themselves yeah. from the relegation battle. Like there's a couple teams you've seen go on good runs and then fall off a bit. Villa have managed to stave off. Like yeah, I've been, I've been touting of- them this year as like a team, that, especially against these top six sides. I feel like they always play them very close. But at they United, haven't been getting the results. Yeah, they haven't been United getting the results. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if they went up 1-0 at United and then United came back with like a flurry of two goals in the second half and went 2-1. I mean, spoiler, that's my prediction, 2-1 United. Um, so it's coming from the guy who self-claimed has a good read on United. I do. I do. I think they'll probably – they might start the game slow, but uh, United have been finding their way with with the front three starting this season. Um, I know that they, in that Sheffield game that you've pointed to multiple times that hasn't worked, but they had a F- Fred Pereira midfield. If they don't have that midfield, um, I think McTominay should be back for this game. Yeah, but even if he's back, do you honestly think United's – in the midfield area, do you think they're winning a battle with any combination of the three or four midfielders that Villa have where they play – Hurahan, they can play Douglas Luiz or Marvelous Nakamba. Yeah, they're, they're then they have good uh, they can play Grealish in midfield or play him in the front three. I think they've been playing further him further up the field recently, uh, and I'm forgetting who the third one is. But they 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 have they have a pretty good midfield for like a bottom half team. Like I think that's a better midfield than what United are trotting out at the minute. Uh, so it gives Villa a chance to get a draw, but. I would agree with you. It seems also like... having Brandon Williams and Juan Bissaka is like a, Brandon Williams has been a little bit of a revelation um, in the last couple of games for United, and I think it just kind of has them a little bit of a new look. You know, they, it gives them even more depth and lets Martial cut in more and have still the depth of Williams like right. overlapping, whereas like Shaw wasn't really doing that. And they they've linked really well. Yeah, Martial. And, and that's and where that's where like it's a completely. I think it's. That gives United a different look. You know, just one player can change the look of a side and can make a side so much better. And I think Brendan Williams could be that player um, that wasn't in that Sheffield game. And again, the, uh, you know, one or two changes in the midfield. I don't know. I'm I'm still quietly optimistic for United. I've obviously been touting that, like, you know, they don't have to fire Ole. Like, I think they're still – the progress is slow, but I still see it. I don't think they have um, to fire Ole, but now that once Pochettino was fired, they should have just yeah. Been now, but now that Pochettino and Emery have been fired, I think 
he's the next one that everyone's looking at now. Is like, well, no, I mean, you know, I, I meant it like you have to get to Pochettino before Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, possibly PSG next summer. No, he's coming to Arsenal. Alex. Shut up. Okay, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought they should have just tried to get on that immediately. Give him like total creative control of you pick your director of football. Woodward's going to get out of the way. That's what they should do. But they're going to stick with all. I'd be scary if they did that. Exactly, um, I'd, I'd be scared. Uh, so, uh, what's your pick again? You said two one. Yeah, United. I'm going to say two one United. I think it'll be a close game. And uh, but uh, but yeah, I guess we'll hit on those in a sec with the NBC Sports predictor picks. Uh, but I'm just going to run through our bets of the week real quick. Again, Andrew had the Spurs result and both to score at plus one sixty is his official bet of the week. He threw in a couple others. That he just wanted me to mention that you could just as just as teasers like. Burnley plus 120 over Palace. Uh, Burnley at home for that one. Been playing well. They've had a couple of three nils in a row now. Uh, he has the Chelsea result in both to score at plus 140. Uh, we, we seem to agree because our, our, our pick is 2-1 or 3-1, we were thinking. Uh, and then Wolves over 2.5 goals at home uh, against Sheffield United at plus 132. That one's, I think personally, that one's a little bit like of a reach, but... You know, I, it, it I think there's going to be a lot of goals in that one. Okay, too. So, all right. I'm, I'm happy you guys are both optimistic. You guys yeah, Wolf both... Sheffield. They, uh, I think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch too. I'm really curious to see. Um, we didn't talk about that game at all, but those are teams, both teams that are in pretty good form right now. Yeah. And Sheffield have been unbeaten away from home. Wolves have been pretty awesome at home this year, and they've been on a really good run of late. Jimenez has scored in uh, four straight games now for Wolves. Three straight Premier League games. First Wolverhampton player ever to score in three straight Premier League games. And he scored uh, in six out of his last seven games in all competitions. The guys, he's back. Yeah. Jimenez from last year yeah. is back. Um, they've got a good run of games coming up too. So I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it up through the festive period. So look at Jimenez, Yota. Some of these uh, Wolves players are definitely back in contention in fantasy. So my bet of the week is, uh, again, the Leicester plus 220 uh, win over Everton and both to score. And Javier uses uh, Norwich and Arsenal draw at plus 300. I think you can even spruce that up with the Score draw. Yeah, so, score draw for sure. Yeah, I think it's like plus 350, 360. I, uh, I, def- I almost play. picked up Pookie in fantasy because I was like, oh, Unai Emery. I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't, but given, it's up not on, Unai I haven't given up on the finisher yet. I haven't given up on him. I'm, I'm just he putting might come back. Exactly. He might come back soon, and then you got to bring him back in. Right, as soon as he scores, the just get party him back is back. In. Right, right. So then our uh, sports predictor app picks of the week. Uh, Javier, you had uh, Chelsea over West Ham uh, at home, 2 1. He's going to score on us. I know it. <laughs> Like, it's going to happen. He got an assist last week. He's fucking scoring on us. Uh, But Southampton-Watford, 2-2 draw. Uh, Norwich at home against Arsenal, uh, a 2-1 win for Arsenal, uh, even though we picked the draw. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Uh, Manchester United, 2-1 win at home against Aston Villa, and then a Leicester City 3-1 win against Everton. Again, that's the NBC Sports Predictor app. If you download the app, uh, you can uh, pick the exact results of five games that they select weekly and the chance to win $50,000 if you get all five right. So we haven't hit on it yet, but you know, we're gonna keep plugging away because we're picking games anyway. So we might as well throw our hat in with a chance to get 50K. So Javier, thank you for having me uh, on uh, right after Unai Emery got sacked. I'm glad that the timing worked out, even though we were a bit lazy with it. And uh, follow us on social media, at uh, AISMOS92 for me on Twitter and Instagram, at JavierRev9 on Instagram. And uh, Andrew, of course, at uh, Andrew Passaro on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, at Ghost Gold Pod. Uh, and until next time, bye.